When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 22. Wow, halfway to 44. Halfway home, baby, because 44, we're canceling. That's that's when we're really walking away. That's that's, that's the uh, that's almost Derek too long. Coleman and Rob Conrad special number. So yeah, I'm out there. So we got to get out. My name is Turner Sparks. I am Kaplan. I'm a very fired up Kaplan. Fired up? Why? You got coffee? Um, no. Well, I was just getting coffee near our uh, studios here, and I walked by something that's like really the most exciting thing that happened in New York City. I think since I moved here. Trump protest? No, way way bigger. Guy standing outside. Although it's kind of tied together with the Trump voter, I think. Guy standing outside. Offering free samples of the finest roast beef you've ever had. Ar- Arby's. <laughs> Ooh, really? There's an Arby's that just opened <laughs> up here in New York City. What? So Arby's is like guerrilla marketing? Arby's has just opened <laughs> uh, brand new, I think today or yesterday. Uh, there's like a big sign and... I'm excited because it's my first job at like 16 years old. Was working at Arby's. I was a fry guy there. Yeah, and uh, I've always held dear because when I left the job, I was like the best employee they ever had, and they uh, they really tried to get me to stay. <laughs> what they, they do? Me, they told me that health benefits were my future. They were going to raise me up to 4.75 an hour. Oh my god! Um, Did you work there in the 60s? <laughs> I worked. That was I was a minimum wage was 4.25, so I was being paid extra because I was such a good fry guy to begin with. But nice. So I've always I've always followed Arby's movements. I'm glad to see they found me. I'm glad to know that if my job doesn't work out, if I lose my job because of this podcast, yes, I have a fallback. Arby's I get a day job right near where we record. Okay, well, I, first of all, um, that's the they don't come in. They're they're just handing out like anyone's gonna try an Arby's roast beef <laughs> and be like, ooh, this it's is amazing. Literally across the street from the original Shake Shack. What is this restaurant? <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard of it. Arby's gets a bad rap, you know. Well, I'm anti Arby's because you know me. I'm all about Carl's Jr. Oh, you're a Hardy's guy. I'm a Carl's Jr. guy. That's our arch enemy. Right. So that's um, your arch enemy. But <laughs> arch enemy. But wait, I didn't know they played in the same conference. <laughs> they, I didn't know they were. Well, no, but they meet in the finals every right. year of the fast food. Uh, Arby's uh, made the finals. That's championships. Okay. And the uh, there, but Carl's Jr. is not here yet, right? Right. Well, you know, you don't like Arby's, I guess, because they don't put like they don't find a way to put bacon on everything. It's true. If they can do that, Carl's Jr. I mean, right? Carl's Jr. can do that, and they put guac on everything at Carl's Jr. Yeah, we're so it's very good. California, like Gentile, is guac and bacon. 
Guac and bacon. You know what I'm saying? Your gentile into your material now. <laughs> yeah. on you. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, you can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at M.I. Kaplan 11. What's the 11 for, Cap? 11 is for... The, I always wanted to know, what is the 11 for? It's for the greatest center of my youth um, from the Philadelphia 76ers, Mr. Minute Bowl. Ooh! He was the original stretch five. <laughs> he he was. The three ball. I remember made six one game. He and was seven foot. He was like when you, if you were tall enough, you didn't have to know how to walk to play in the NBA, right? If they're just like he's so tall, well, he didn't have to jump or catch he, or he walked like a baby giraffe. It's amazing about him is that he never and other guys who are tall. Although Sean Bradley had a, he was seven up, foot seven. He was seven foot seven. He never developed like. A post-up move, like because well, no one could block it. If he just caught the ball and knew how to turn and hit like a jump hook, or yeah, but he was also he was seven foot seven, like one hundred and sixty-five pounds. Right, they pushed him around a lot. You can See, push if you him play around. It in today's game with a little spacing. So, all right, should we? Well, first of all, we got um, Matt Davis, uh, comedian, hilarious comedian, Matt Davis on the podcast today. He just got back from touring in Pakistan. He did the world tour. Right? He did well. Previous to that, he did a year on the road. A year around the world on the road, not not touring America or North America, just every country in the world. So I want to talk to him about because I just got back. I haven't toured much in the U.S. Before that, he spent like maybe 15 years on tour in the United States and Canada. I want to talk to him about the difference between touring the United States versus all these wild countries. All right. So before we do that, like a plan. Lost in America. Let's get to it. Let's play the music. Play the freaking music. We're back. Oh my god! Just the tunes are so fantastic. Yeah, I, I haven't been singing enough recently. No, you know? I feel like our artists are not feeling enough love. But I do love they the music. Do. We used I know. to talk about them. Doctor Dog, the Doc. We got to get them in studio. Yeah. All for right. Sure. So okay. Recording. Here's what I want to talk about today: the gyms in America. I have a problem. Right. With, you, have you trying to find a? I've been trying to join a spin cycle. No, cycle forget spinning. Although let's, we did. Say, I don't know if we said this last week. The spin guy that we wanted to get, the guy was like, spin "Oh, guy. the fucking hell!" Yeah. He agreed. He's going to do our new intro. Oh. So bad news, Poor Joe, Joe Schaefer. Schaefer. <laughs> yeah, you're going to kill the guy's esteem there that we've fired him from this prestigious job. You're out. Was there was there an announcer before like? Uh... And Weber has said that we have a terrible intro. He wants to rewrite it. So we're getting a Hollywood screenwriter okay. to rewrite our intro, and we're getting the best in the business. Can we pay his his writers guild minimum for that. No, we're not paying anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exciting, uh, exciting stuff in the future. Season so, three. Season three. Look forward to it. <laughs> um, so anyway, gyms. I have an issue with gyms in America. Here's my number one problem with my gym. It's too freaking cheap. I thought the problem you had in your gym was that you keep seeing Paul Giamatti naked there. Well, that's one issue. <laughs> I don't want that. You want to see some better looking You should pay naked. me to see Paul Giamatti naked in right. the gym. Well, if you pay for a more expensive gym, I, I know you get with it. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> what but, gym do you belong to? I don't know if you want to tell the listeners. No, I'll tell exactly them. Uh, Planet and, Fitness uh, over there in Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn. Well, that's your first problem, Planet Fitness. It's $10 a month. Right. And my issue with that is it's too cheap. It's literally going to the gym in China was more expensive than here. Well, do you know the dollar sp- for dollar? Do you know the backstory of Planet Fitness since this is a new gym since you left for a month? No, I don't know anything. Planet Fitness was started to be like the anti-gym gym. Like it's supposed to be a gym for regular people. So, like, 
Yes. They don't want you. I know they don't want you to like go like, lift. They don't want you to go. They don't. <laughs> they don't want you to look like you go to the gym. So like they don't want you to be too um like you know when people lift heavy weights and they make noises. They don't want yeah. you to grunt. They don't want you to drop your weights if no, you're lifting. I'm they don't fine with to... all that. But here's they're actually geniuses because what they say is like judgment free zone. Right. Hey, people who have or like me, skinny, like out of shape. If you have no interest in exercising, join our gym. And the whole plan is that you can get ten thousand people to join a gym that only fits fifty if right, none of them who, are gonna come. Who wants to go to a judgment free zone? I mean, the whole point of the gym is to judge. That's true. Well, that's why I, <laughs> no, it's clear it's not like, working for me. I pay ten bucks a month and I'm like, hey, that's cheap. But it's not cheap if I don't go ever because I'm like, right. hey, judgment free. They're not gonna right. get mad that's at me like, if I don't better go. I'm gonna pay more because I guarantee that if you were working out with good looking people, you're working out harder. That's true. If you're working out with fat people. Yeah. Sorry, Planet Fitness. Did so, you have a gym in China? I had a gym in China. It had um it opened at nine AM. Okay. And it closed at like maybe nine PM. And so, therefore, you can never go like bef- that whole before work culture. Right, go to the I gym. I never got that, but some people are doesn't exist. Well, you'd like it in China. It doesn't exist. Any major holidays, they would take off for like two weeks. So then, that's right. the best time you can go. Right, is when you have and like if you a, have week a job off. that gets out. You have to go like immediately, and yeah, and you can't go. But the guy, um, the, there was only like four people who would ever be in there. It was really right. small, and so then you'd almost get like personal training just because you were one of the people there, and the guy was bored. And uh, yeah, dude, it worked. It was expensive though. I think I paid. Um, let's see, twenty three thousand. I paid three hundred dollars a year. Wow. So you're saying you paid more there than you pay at Planet Fitness? Triple. Triple. I and paid this is a New York City gym. In New York City versus Suzhou, China. Wow. Yeah. But guess what? Better results in Suzhou, China. Yeah, you were like a I know the legend of Turner Sparks. I was in, in shape. I was shooting yeah. jumpers. My fifteen footer <laughs> was a basketball hoop there or you just my fifteen foot jump shot was wet. Wait, you as they say. But first off, that's another lost in America thing, but you don't. No one shoots a fifteen foot jumper anymore. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's, true. It's layup or three pointer. That's how you play Mori ball. Exactly. But um. So, so anyway. Yeah, I mean, when I lived in Los Angeles, it was the gym culture there. Is there's so many gyms. It's like gyms and car washes. So yeah. You get really cheap gyms there, but they're good. Yeah. Like you even the cheapest gym there, you're gonna see some good looking people, and they're you know. But in New York, those are. I feel like what you're describing is like every hoop has like a chain net. Right, right. <laughs> Everyone has a Raiders jersey on. Well, that's in. I don't. Yeah, that's different area. Different part of L.A. <laughs> part of L.A. I don't know. <laughs> There's, yeah, chain. Have you ever seen the chain net tennis court? <laughs> Does that exist? That exists at Thornton Park in Syracuse. I played one. <laughs> that's there. ridiculous. It's fascinating to me because you hit the ball hard into the net. It comes like right out. Yeah, it really teaches you to get it's your ground strokes wait. to get a nice uh, form, so you get it over the net. Is this and I what, hit it like a racquetball? Was this like their marketing scheme to get the inner city into tennis? Well, I only when I went to Syracuse, I went for a summer program in high school, and <laughs> we had like this orientation. And the first day, the leader, the guy, gave us a speech, and he says, starts talking about the campus, and he's like. <laughs> and whatever you guys do, don't go to Thornton Park. It's a be- <laughs> he goes, it's a beautiful park, but don't go there. So shout out to my buddy John Lemelman. We that oh, he was my roommate. We went right up there first day. Nice. We had to see what was going on. And, and what did you just see? The Bloods versus the Crips playing tennis. I mean, it's Syracuse version of that. No one's playing tennis, <laughs> but we played there. And yeah, the balls come right at you. Um, it is a good place to score some drugs if you're looking for it in Syracuse. Sh- shout, shout out. out. <laughs> Tip for the youngsters out there. Tip for the youngsters. But, um, yeah. Uh, all right. So, but, okay, so that's that. Back on track. Back on track. <laughs> what I want to do before we get to our guest, um, I want to, we got to give a shout out. Speaking of shout outs, we found out our top cities, these oh. numbers are just coming in. The numbers are coming in. We have a team. We, we've had a great six months so far. We have numbers for our top cities in the world for downloads of our podcast. Can I guess them? Well, yes, you can guess. What do you think is the mean, number, number one city? number one's got to be Sacktown. And number two, I'm going to say New York. 
And number three, I'm going to say Allentown because I'm a fam. And then go four and five. And I'm four and four five. And five I'm going to go with uh, Israel, like Jerusalem. <laughs> Jerusalem. I know the word is spread that there's a Jew <laughs> lighting up, telling people in China how it is. Yep. And uh, five. Are you going to pick anywhere in China? I'm going to pick Suzhou, China. Suzhou, China. Suzhou, China. <laughs> yeah. Good job Suzhou. pronouncing it. That, that, yeah, okay. So, number one city, New York, New York. Oh, I nailed it. City, so, no, you said Sacktown. Oh, boom. City so nice and named twice. Number two city in the world, Singapore, Singapore. Also, city so nice they named wow. it twice. A f- a f- Teddy's a big fan of Singapore. Singapore, is, our number two city in the world. How's I that t- possible? Well, I toured there once like two years ago. That so that could be wow. it. If I, but I don't know if I. I mean, I, I killed. Let's be. But I don't know if it was that. Do you hard. think it's possible? Did you ever see the movie Sugar Man? Yes. So do you think you're like the Rodriguez? Of Maybe. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no even know idea. it. Here's a huge comic there. Yeah. Well, okay. So then the other option is that the VPNs. This is getting into technicality, but v- China VPNs maybe connect to Singapore. Oh, so okay. it could be Chinese people. Okay. Number three, Brooklyn, New York. Okay. I didn't Number know Brooklyn f- had their own VPN. They got. <laughs> you don't need a VPN. I mean, they're, they're not New York, New York. It's v- Brooklyn, New York. They're their own neighborhood. Okay. Number four is. Los Angeles, California. So these are all kind of standard. All right. Guess what good. number five is? A lot of I'm sure a lot of media market, a lot of TV execs are listening. Number five city in the world. I'm going to, I already guessed my five. The home of Mordecai, Miguel, Michael, Ira Kaplan, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Oh, Coming nice. in at number five. Number six, Mexico City, Mexico. Wow. No idea. Thank you very much, Mexico. Uh, Wait, Mexico City? Gracias. Yeah, gracias. Our friends south of the wall. How is that possible? Friends down there south of the wall. I have no idea how that's possible, but they love us in. They're me- probably trying to get in with our alt right takes, and they're trying to <laughs> prove their their fans, and uh, maybe it'll help them. I get, I don't know if that sentence made sense, but sure, I'm in. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm a little. I'm a little. We're gonna flabbergasted. Okay, now here. I'm gonna pick out some other interesting towns. Number seven, San Francisco. Mm. Um, Arlington, Virginia is number 10. That's the home of Tyler Sparks. Oh, yes. You got Sacramento's number mm-hmm. 11. Maybe Come on, Sacramento. We might have some people list being buried within the cemetery. There. Here's the problem Sacramento's number number 10? Number 10, number 11. Wow. Which is a problem for me, but. Just like in NBA, they just underachieve. No, but here's yeah. the issue it's, they split the vote. It's like one of those when, like, Ken Dorsey, Wills McGahee. Back to Ken Dorsey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they oh, all, they're all splitting the because you have Eldorado Hills is number 13. Right. That's why Durant and Curry, neither one can win MVP. Yeah. Other interesting towns. Uh, number 21, Tel Aviv, Israel. Oh, there you go. So we're killing it. Uh, number 22 is Hong Kong. Number 23 is London. Well, wow, how many does this go to? This goes way way down. Uh, Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam is number 29. There it is. On the list. Shout out Ho Chi Minh. Winnipeg, Canada, number 37. Do you know anyone in Winnipeg? I don't know anyone outside of New York, and uh, I know like three people. Well, if you're in Winnipeg and you're listening, let us know. If you're in any of these cities and you're listening, let us know. We have number forty, number 45, Frankfurt, Germany. Number 46, Karvalova, Ukraine. Oh, oh boy. Somewhere in the Ukraine. Number 49, Carlsbad, New Mexico. That's the home, uh, of, home Uncle of Keith, uh, the Sparks Keith. family roots. And number 50 is Vancouver, Canada. So thank you very much, number 50. everyone. All right, let's If you get know to- someone in Vancouver, get them to listen to the show. We need to get that city. Well, up. if you're the one listening, tell your friends yes. in any of these. Let us know. Write yeah. in Turner Sparks. Or sorry, Turner at KungFuComedy.com. Um, also hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. Lost in America pod. Let her in. All right. Um, should we get to Ents? Let's Very quickly, because we got to get to our, this has been long, we got to get to our guests, but Ince, Ince is a fantastic app, they're updating it every day, we had Ikraman last week explaining everybody, get it now, I what hope, are you waiting I, for? And I hope you guys checked out, we did a little Ince Overtime. We did Ince Overtime, 
we're a new one, running feature. Yep, once a week now, we're doing an extra news story on Ince. So we'll have our guest, Matt Davis, on this one this week. So you can listen to it. All right, get it in the App Store, E-N-S-E, record conversations. You know what to do. Yeah. Let's get through our get guests. Get to Ince. Get to Ince. Get to <laughs> get our guests. Get, to get our it guests. all. <laughs> Welcome back. We got our guest here, Matt Davis. <laughs> Do that again, because you just slurred that. You were like, all right, everybody. Who cares? You go with it. All right, everybody. Yeah, he's like he's the, been drinking. It's uh, Yeah, he sounded <laughs> like the guy, here. the guy in the drunk tank on the Andy Griffith show. Should uh, we do it again? Yeah, no, that's pretty good. good. Welcome back. <laughs> Matt Davis is here. Yeah. <laughs> he comes in critiquing you. I know. That's I'm just here to help. Uh, this is what happens when you've been hanging out with a guy for like a day and a half. Yeah. You know, it gets to the point where it's like, all right, we, shut up. We're past all of the um, uh, just the the polite good to see yous. Right. And now, yeah. we're, now we're both into like, why do you do that? Yeah, right. exactly. Why do you behave that way? You got back yesterday from Morning, pa- yeah. Pakistan. Pa- Ooh, as, very, very uh, Obama view, as we say. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, like like you went with the the correct pronunciation there. Right exactly. There. Yeah. Pakistan and me. Well, no, we were just talking about on the way here how he get, he was doing a show in Canada and he got and corrected. He corrected me on a, a pronunciation and and like uh, it's of, one thing of Canada. No, no, no. <laughs> but it, like it's one thing when what we were talking about is like when it's one thing when. If someone says something incorrectly, right? right? Like they say Shanghai instead of Shanghai, right? Shanghai is the the way to pronou- pronounce the name of the city, right? Yeah, I didn't know that. But if someone <laughs> says Shanghai, like Turner nor I would correct them. You're never gonna correct them. You're never okay, gonna correct- excuse me. Yeah, it's right? Shanghai. Knows what you mean? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like fine. I know what exactly. You mean. It's you know, it's very it's a very common pronunciation, right. even though it's not the correct you know right. pronunciation. But when someone says Shanghai, the correct pronunciation for someone. To correct them incorrectly. Oh, so you said Shanghai. He said it on stage. On stage. In a comedy show. You mean Shanghai. It's pronounced Shanghai. I'm like, no, 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 it's it's not, (laughs) actually. But I appreciate you, uh, white lady from Canada, for taking a moment out of your day to make an ass out of yourself. (laughs) Uh, Because that's not how it's fucking pronounced. But uh, trying to think of what you would have to say that would make me, as an audience member, want to correct you. Like, like, I know, like you'd have to like, say something so inherently wrong. wrong. I'm again, from, I like, think, for even starters. if I said it, and even if I said Shanghai, right. right? It would be ridiculous for someone to interrupt and correct my pronunciation. Yeah, right. In a comedy show, right? or so in any was, in any sitting, that any would sitting. still be <laughs> those Canadians. I tell you, ridiculous. They, yeah, they, what do we have? Me, I tell you, <laughs> what do we have I'm to do? I'm gonna tell the tell your Canadian listener that my son calls their country Canica. Oh, our friends in Winnipeg. Our new. They say Canada. He says Canica. That's how. So you know. Well, he also calls Taiwan Taitu. Yeah. Well, because he thinks it's Taiwan. Like one. He's four. And he's a big. He's a big China fan. He's pro China, on the whole issue. He's a one China policy guy. Kind of four year old. Yeah. So Matt and I, Cap, we met a few years ago. We were just trying to figure out where we met. I think we met at Flappers Comedy Club in Los Angeles. You think we met? I'm saying that we met outside of the. We went to dinner. With Jimmy Schubert. Or lunch with Shuby, uh, but outside of the, the building there on Coldwater. Yeah, exactly. That's where so I think that. Either way, either way, we met in the... Uh, the Somewhere within... In the San that. Fernando Valley. Life, and then um, we booked you. You came out and you came, did our China tour. Yep. And, and our that's shows where we hung got out. shut down. And our shows got shut down. Oh, you're CCP. right. The first one uh, we did got shut down. 
right? The because first... Vladimir Putin was in town. Uh, yeah, well, long true story. Vladi Dotti has, has long been my nemesis. in your life too. Yeah, long been my nemesis. I forgot about that. Yeah, so we got shut down. Here's the order of events. If you if you don't remember, we're in Suzhou. It was the last uh, gig at that bar that had the band next door that refused to not play until the show was over. Yeah, exactly. It a, but it was a great like layout of a of a of a space. Yeah. But it had just been bought out by this lady that used to be a prostitute, a prostitute. or ran a, a prostitute house. She wanted Adam. to turn a comedy cl- a bar/comedy club into a prostitute house. Sure, which is not a far leap, I'm not going to lie to you. And I'm not uh, gonna, yeah. And they were all hanging out, so they're like there were these old madams, you know, like 40, 50 year old like madam ladies just kind of like circling all the audience people. It was really weird. Well, because you were there. And, they uh, had just bought it. Yeah. And the guy who sold it to them was like, hey, so I'm selling it to these ladies. He was like a British guy. And he was all into comedy. He knew the whole concept. He was these Chinese retired prostitutes he was selling the club to. <laughs> and he's like, I told them what comedy was. They said, sure. They'll, retired you guys keep- prostitutes? Yeah. And so they, they were like, yeah, you can keep it going. And so uh, we just did. And so we did like one or two with them until we realized like they didn't, no one knew what we were, there was, it did not match up. Right. right. Well, I was, and so you got the in show there. that I did there was the first one after they had sold it. I feel like it was the last one, but I, I don't. It know. probably was the last one. But I know, and you Close guys were already looking for a new place at yeah. that point. Then we went to dinner down the street at some restaurant. I go upstairs. There's a uh, uh, a comic. Uh, I don't remember her name. She's Chinese. Had done it like once or twice, right? Yeah. Um. So anyway, I'm sitting with her. And this other guy, who I forget who the other guy was, he was very drunk though, and um, and you guys, and then like Andy took a phone call, and then you took a phone call, and then you guys were just gone. And we'd ordered we'd ordered like food for six people. Right, it's, that's how they get out of pain. Right. Yeah. And you guys had just gotten the phone call that the venue had been shut. The venue down. for the next night in Shanghai. Right. And got you shut didn't down. know what was going on, and basically you're trying to get a hold of other people to find out what the scenario is. Yeah. So we go. The next morning, we learned that they had shut it down because of uh, Vladimir Putin was in town, right? And again, all we knew was that they were shutting it down. We thought, well, it's just an expat thing where, where people are hanging out, and that's you're just shutting down things, right? People are congregating because it's yeah. in the same neighborhood because it was near the neighborhood of the the you know that that founding site of the CCP is over there, right? So. Uh, <laughs> we did it in the Mexican restaurant that night, the first Mex- night. How's the Mexican food? No. Not that good. No. And it's like a Mexican restaurant. It's inside of a former French school or something. It's like yeah. a compound, right? Yeah. I'm, by the way, I'm not sure how much of this we can keep, but you keep going. Oh, when he say the... they, you mean Putin. <laughs> yeah, Putin is the one who said this, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. all Vladimir Putin. So. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, edit what you need. We, to. Need, to get Putin yeah, on, yeah, yeah. we need to get Putin on the pod to get his side of the story. To clear this up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, I asked, like, how real is that? And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, maybe, you know? Yeah. And um, I remember I go in the room, and I'm watching everybody else go up, and no one's really touching on anything. And I'm like, all right, fine. And then I asked, I met Storm there. It's the first time I met Storm. And so he Friend and I are talking. And Storm's like, it's no big deal. Whatever, man. You know, it's not a big deal. Storm's an idiot. Right, so Storm <laughs> yeah. goes up, does his Shout set, out. whatever. Um, I talked to him like a year or so later yeah. about this. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like you like not being worried about it, like really helped me just let it go and just do, you know, and focus. 
and he's like, I was fucking terrified. What are yeah. you talking about? It and was I'm like, big, what? It was a big and deal. And he was not not worried. He yeah. was like completely freaked out. He just didn't so. speak English very well. Yeah, right? he, just, <laughs> yeah he just didn't <laughs> know the right word. <laughs> use, right. So, um, yeah, so then you came, you did our tour. <laughs> and then we did the batting cage the next night. And we the played these, cage. yeah, we performed these batting cages. After that, you came back a couple more times, and then you went around the world. And you did a one-year tour around the world, not coming back to America in the middle of that time, which I've never heard yeah. of anyone doing before. Yeah, so I, the project, uh, World in Jest was the name of the, the, the project I was doing, right? Yeah. Um, the filmed it, like, documented the process of it, all of that. And, like, that's kind of where I am now, like, working on, 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 on all the post, you know, project stuff. Yeah. But it's kind of, like, bled into the things that it's led to as well. So, like, going to Pakistan last week, you know? Yeah. So to do comedy, I'm still kind of documenting some things. We'll we'll see how that that it all shapes out as as far as what it turns into. But the the idea of doing the project was really came out of like whether or not I could do it. Like I wanted to do that, and I just didn't know like could it be done. Like I felt like could it be done to go around the world for a year and do comedy? I n- not just that like without stopping. It's I mean yeah like if you're if you're you know Guns and Roses yeah you can book a world <laughs> tour right? yeah. Like, I, everyone understands that. Like, if the money's there, then sure. Sure. My question was, you know, does the, the uh, a community of interest, when people have a common interest, that the community that that forms of, of not, I don't want to say like-mindedness, but just mutual interest of something, yeah, uh, has a, a, a borderless nature, and it has, a like, a, um, an a-culturalist nature. Like, it's, it's, it ignores those things that we normally see as divisions, right? So we would put people in this box of being American or in this box of being Catholic or in this box of being conservative or this box of being, you know, whatever, right? Uh, But whenever we have a common interest, whether it's playing the piano or boat building is one of the go-to ones I give, right? Like, we we forget all those things and we focus on the interest. So, like, the best—if the best boat builder on the planet is— you know, uh, a conservative uh, Muslim from Afghanistan, right? Shout and then some redneck dude in, but uh, and then some redneck yeah, dude in, in Mississippi loves boat building. Right. He's going to appreciate that guy's work, and right. that when you bring that guy up to him, that's the thing he's going to focus on, and he'll know that guy. Be like, oh yeah, that guy. Or he will enter in the fact that he's from this part of the world. Yeah. He's this religious belief. He's what? Right. So but, then, basically, what you mean is like, because I remember how you did this in practice, is you would go. Like, I remember we were talking during the course of your year, and you were going all over, which you went to Asia, you went to Africa, you went to Eastern Europe, and I remember you- In Western Europe as well. In Western Europe, and um, you would be in, like, Shanghai, and you would be like, hey, I'm, I'm- You'd say, like, I'm going to Africa or somewhere, and then somebody in the audience would be like, oh, my cousin owns a bar in this town, maybe you can link up with him, and, like, maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. There there was some of that, and, and, and a lot of that- fell through some yeah. of that work but a lot of that led to other things so what happened is uh say i'm gonna go i would look for basic like anchor date touring principles right and it's what music industry has done for years where you look for a date that gets you to a region or gets you to a place and then you surround it with other dates right yeah and you need to get from a to b but i would have to establish what is a what is b what is c right and then there would be massive geographical shifts sometimes. So I'd be in Europe and go back to Asia and then back to Africa and back up to Europe. And how but, tailored is your act per, like, each region? Like, do you have to... Well, the, the, the goal was to get an hour out of it that, it's, it, to me, it's not about tailoring it to the region. It's right. about your, the act that you're doing working, in a, working universally. Right. 
you had been touring here in the United States and, and Canada for how uh, a while? How long? I mean, I've been doing stand up for like twenty years. Twenty wow. years. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, what? At what point were you? What do you find is it different from like? Because you, if you're in South Africa versus in Alabama or something, for example, they're right? basically the same place. Really? No. Um, yeah. no well, no. Like, I, historically, there's a lot. Birmingham. No, no, no. But you could say that comedically, I would believe it. Or uh, well, you you have from a comedic end of it, you have like scenes that are that people say are quote unquote developing. I mean, the South African comedy scene's been going on for a long time. Uh, like Joe Parker, that owns the the. The clubs outside of Johannesburg started in like seventy two or some shit. I don't know, like early seventies. Okay. He's been doing it forever. Um, but that is like through the apartheid years. So then you have post apartheid stand up. Like post apartheid stand up, you have the the first time where anyone of any background can can stand on a stage and talk into a microphone. Like legitimately, like the first time in forever. Oh, that is legal. That it's legal to be done. Yeah, I right? guess they. Yeah. So because. They explained it to me like you had a period where there was like a lot of racist stuff. Right. You could tell because racist you, like that was part of the culture. Well, no, you have people that got up and it's like, you know, as a Zulu, I can now say, fuck this white guy. Right. Wow. Here comes every way I can <laughs> yeah, think of to say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and, some good open mic nights. And that's kind of been done. You know what I mean? Now like, that's it's over. There. It's a little it's hack. Of, yeah, it's a little right. hack. It's kind of been done. So you're saying yeah. when you're there, you're, gonna, you're not going to be super racist because it's, it's been done before. That's not why I would not be. <laughs> Otherwise, I just want to clear it up. <laughs> Otherwise, you let it loot. Let it. Loot. Yeah, yeah. And so you're saying the same thing in Alabama. Uh, <laughs> with the racist. Wow. No. Are you are you fucking schizophrenic, man? No, I'm, I'm worried trying. about you. Um, no, not. I was trying to clarify the South Africa. Uh, okay. The, yeah. the people call it a developing scene, but it's it's like a redeveloping scene. Like there's another right, generation. Level. Yes, of comedy there that's that's far more diverse and it's finding its own footing. So what you end up with is, uh, as individual comics are going through the developmental stages, like in a way, so are the audiences that are watching it. Are you hanging out with the audience after these shows when you're doing this kind of stuff? Sometimes. I mean, I'm not wild party guy anymore. But yeah, you know a guy in like every city though now at this point. Yeah, I know. Like, like I was gonna say, your network must be crazy now, right? No, I have friends like in a lot of places. Yeah. I do network of friends yeah. is that a better like, way to put it? Guys yeah. who hang out in comedy clubs or people who. Dude, okay. I know some. I know some straight lunatics. Yeah, but like <laughs> and some cool people. But I know, you know, and it must what, build. Like, can it, what happened in? Because I heard a story in some. Where were you in Africa when you're hanging out with a, the child soldier, former child soldier guy? <laughs> that was in Cape Town. That was that was just a driver dude. That was like I was trying to like make small talk with a driver. My fault. He didn't want to talk to me, man. Right. Like he, <laughs> he wanted to be, just drive the car and be left alone. And I was in one of my rare moments of of trying to be. You know, friendly and shit chatty, small talk guy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it came out that he was from the Congo, and I'm just bullshitting, and I'm trying to ask him what it was like right. growing up there, like an idiot. <laughs> you know? Like I just erased right. all memory in my mind of what the Congo means. Yeah. You know? Sure, I'm sure it's and why you wouldn't live there now. You know, <laughs> yeah, at 38 or how old he was. Yeah, then he just like dropped it on me hard. He was like, I was a child soldier. That's what oh it was like gosh. growing up there. Well, and a terrible thing. He's just going off, and I was like, oh fuck. Maybe he made it all up. Were any of the but shows? But now we're like BFF, so it's good. Oh, yeah. Now you guys are good. Yeah. He's in your network. Is he a fan? What's our VP? I mean, IP address. <laughs> he's a yeah. fan of the pod. <laughs> we got all these Congo <laughs> listeners now. Congo. Oh, yeah. He'll get it out so there, many. man. And um, so what was, because you've told me stories in the past uh, about uh, dangerous shows in the United States. Like shows are after, are you almost getting fight? Is anything dangerous when you're traveling abroad? Is anything dangerous? 
on stage show. So they're audience members being like, hey, you're going to fight like you. a basketball game in China? Is that what no, you're yeah, exactly. Uh, the majority of the stuff that I did uh, and have done, uh, I should say, like internationally, because of the people that are putting the shows together, you're, you're kind of already dealing with a forward-leaning group of people. Yeah. Right? So I... There's less of that. I mean, I've had some where I'm like, oh, this could go, you know, this heckle could go to a, you know, <laughs> something else, but it hasn't, you know, yeah. not, not in reality. Um, in the States, I think because you, you kind of deal with all kinds, you know, necessarily, it's more, I would imagine any place where stand-up is a thing to go see, and it has been that way for 30, 40 years, that you're dealing with more of a general population so anybody would show up to it. It's not uh, uh, a new thing to go see. It's not. A, it's not a yes, right? An out of the mainstream thing. You're saying there's some areas where they don't really know what stand up comedy is, and they're I sure, think, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's places I think that, where you know, yeah, it's only been happening as a thing there for two years. And also, like the soldier, shows, you don't grow up thinking when shows are expensive. You're getting I don't know, and at least I know in Shanghai, you see like the people who come out to the shows. Some people sometimes they're like dressed up like they're going to prom or something. Like they look really nice, and they sure. are high school kids too. No, but uh, they're <laughs> dressed up prom. like they're dressed up really nice. Whereas, uh, are you saying that sometimes in the U.S. it's just whoever shows up at a? Yeah, it's Becky's bachelorette party or some yes. stupid shit, right? And so then there might be more tendency towards yeah, violence. and it's just you know it's Thursday <laughs> chuckle night, so that's what we're gonna do, right? Yeah, and you know, uh, I mean, I'll be blunt. Fucking idiots come out, and yeah. you have idiots, and they're drunk. And you say something that doesn't completely reaffirm every, you know, shitty preconceived notion that they have. And that, you know, challenges their worldview, which challenges their identity of self. And then their reaction is fucking they want to fight you. Yes. Like that happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying that that is not something I have encountered as much internationally in a lot of the places that we're talking about. Mainly because those people that equally exist there. They're not coming out to the show yeah. because doing new things is not what that worldview is about. Sure. Whether that's in Mississippi or that's in Bosnia or that's in New York or that's or in Shanghai, the people who are completely locked into a, a conservative with a lowercase c, um, a fundamental, you know, protectionist attitude of the way things have always been and should be, that yeah. attitude— they're not seeking out anything new going on. So would you say that performing in some of these places in the U.S. could be more dangerous than what you just did in Pakistan? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's I amazing. mean, as far as like a personal safety, absolutely. That's so amazing because I think people in America would think, oh my God, you're going to Pakistan. You have a, you have a 110%, I guarantee you, a 110% better chance of being punched in the mouth while on stage in Atlanta, Georgia, than <laughs> you do in Karachi, Pakistan. Nice. Uh, yeah, so no, they probably chance. it's poor, part of American culture more in West is to be your the audience member feels more like entitled to be part of the show more probably. No, no? Oh, that's a good question. Or not? Not yeah, do you think that people in all these places also want to be involved in the show? Like they're heckling, like, hey, you didn't, you know what I mean? Uh, they're not necessarily. That's a that's an individual thing. Yeah. I feel like depending upon wherever you are, yeah, whatever I the think show that's an is. individual like so in, entitlement thing that people yeah. do. That and um, but you were also saying on the because you were telling me a little about Pakistan and the uh, was it the consulate general of the United States? Yeah. came to the show. Yeah, she came to the last week. One of the shows. Yeah, I don't and, remember which one now. And um, she had security. You're saying? Oh yeah, she, like earpiece dudes. Oh. I don't know, Secret Service, whatever they were. Uh, make try to make those guys laugh. 
It was great. You guys come in the back door to the theater and like the, like the door would crack half an inch and there's just now a face there because the dude is just on it. Like any right. motion to that back door. And he would like lock eyes with me for a second. And I think he was kind of checking what was behind me too, you know, like making sure it's just me. Yeah. And then he'd be like, eh, kind of nod. The security guy. Smile. Guys. Yeah, super nice. I mean, we never spoke, but he was always like, you know. And you, so there was that you were saying. I didn't say on stage that I got him high and he passed out. How'd that go? And, uh, it, I mean, the audience laughed at it, but like, <laughs> the security guy quit nodding at me when I walked by, so I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh... And But going around these towns, because um, when you were just in Pakistan, you were with, well, I guess, is it everywhere you go? Is, is someone bringing you out, and then you get a, because you, you were describing to me, I mean, you can say it on the podcast, but uh, you almost had like a convoy when you were in Pakistan last week, right? No, we we had a a, a gunman. So like <laughs> that security. Amazing. So like a, a, gunman. a gunman. Sometimes it would be in more than one car, but it, that was only. Does because... he specialize in comedy club security or comics? It, no, he's a special he, breed of security guy. We need. No, he, like, everyone there has one. It's yeah. kind of the thing. Um, oh. Everyone has a gunman. Kept. Yeah, it's okay. kind of the the so think, job out of people need a job. I think it was Dwayne kept saying like everybody's got their guy with a gun. You know, he was like all it's excited good to have a guy. It. Yeah, <laughs> but the. It wasn't like a convoy. Scenario. I've been in convoys before. We did that in Kuwait, and that's a that's a thing I highly recommend to anyone. If you've never been the middle car in a convoy, you should fucking do it sometime. It's the pretty middle badass. car, the safest car, dude. It's pretty badass when you're doing like uh, you know 90 miles an hour on a Kuwaiti interstate, and you've got an SUV like eight inches from your back bumper, but like you know. Uh, uh, midway, they, they, what do you call that? Like they're staggered, so yeah. he's like he's like splitting two lanes, yeah. And the other cars doing that in front of you, and like they won't let anyone in between, yeah. And they're just literally just pushing people off the road, like as they come flying up on them, they don't move, so you you have to move out of the way, yeah. And if somebody tries to pass you, they, they whip over and block them. All these lights come on and shit. Oh my god, I've done that. That's a convoy. That's amazing. This is just a dude gets in the car with you or gets in the back bed of the truck. <laughs> And he's got a gun. Just a dude yeah. with a gun. Yeah. In our case, they had, like, riot shotguns. But some of the people, like, their security guys had, you know, AK-47s. But, like, the cutoff barrels, so like, the, it's, like, the stub barrel and then, like, the more of a pistol grip stock to the AK-47. Some people had, uh, you can tell I'm from Alabama, so I can know all the... Uh, know I was going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people had, like, AR-15s. There were, like, some what looked like M-16s, like, older M-16 style to me. And so, like, every, every guy who's, like... a rich guy or maybe even middle class guy walking through the street just has his own gunman with him at all times? Or no? Yeah, well, you're not walking through the street, first off. Uh, <laughs> no one's walking through the street. Nah, not, not a lot of walking around going on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a... No, but, like, you you know, you know, go from one place to the next and they have their security guy with a gun. But, like, I mean, I rode around without one as well. I went with... Different Uber at- Uber gun and Uber. <laughs> Uber they gun. Do have, they do have Uber there, and I was and like I was trying to joke <laughs> about that. Uber gun. Like, like it's Uber. <laughs> it's like Uber. Uber pool. Uber black. Uber, Uber gunman. I, I'm not Uber, getting Uber, Uber MC16. Sorry. Yeah. Like I'll pay more for a guy with an AR-15 than I will for a guy with a shotgun. Yeah. Because I feel like the guy with the with the AR-15 like knows how to aim. The shotgun guy's just being lazy. He's just like general direction blast. Like come on, man. And so, um, but I, my point was we rode around without a guy with a gun as well. So, hmm. but you were in a tinted van or no? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, mildly tinted, you know, SUV. No, okay. I was in the front, so it wasn't tinted at all where I yeah. was. But the. And where is the Taliban in all this in Pakistan? <laughs> they what? are not big fans of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> they're uh, also in Pakistan, right? Yeah. Better audience. I don't know. the Taliban. No. I mean, I guess they're <laughs> active in Karachi. I don't know, though. Like, don't anyway, know they're far away. They're nowhere near where you're performing, is what I'm saying. I don't know. Mm. Oh, but they're cave. They have. You didn't do any oh. cave shows. Jesus, no. <laughs> I'm in a fucking major city of 20 million people. That's what I'm saying. Karachi. That's what, oh, okay. 
He wasn't summoned. Oh, yeah, yeah I wasn't in like the tribal areas. And like, if they pay, how much would they have to pay you to do a private yeah. private show? But for the Taliban? Yeah, like, like in up in the tribal area, dude. It'd have to be a lot because I'm assuming it would be the last show I did. It would yeah, be it. It'd be a good you know? finale. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would be yeah. And now for your final act, my beheading, <laughs> my beheading everybody. <laughs> the big closer. Forever. Round of applause for the guy with a knife. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would not go well. And then you're going to you're going to these like after parties. Um, oh yeah! Can you tell me about the after parties? <laughs> we went because the difference between we after parties there. First, tell us about there, the and then tell here. us what an after party at like an Alabama show might be, or well, anywhere in America. I mean, it would probably just be a bar. You just hang out at a bar. It would be a bar, or a nightclub after party. Um, and then what are you doing in Pakistan? We went. It was a guy's fortieth birthday. Um, and we went to his house. Right, which was a, a compound. I should clarify that right. it wasn't much of a house. It was a compound. It was multiple buildings inside of a giant concrete wall with concertine wire. Was this Bin Laden's it. compound? Or <laughs> no, no, much nicer. Oh, much okay. nicer. I saw the I saw the photos of Bin Laden's compound. It was a real dump. Oh, okay. Like this guy. This guy's like some... shitting on Bin Laden. Yeah, okay. yeah this dude. Oh, <laughs> shout easily. out. Yeah, completely shitting on Bin Laden. He's like he thinks he's rich. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, we take the the cars over. We pull up, and you know, uh, there's a bunch of cars waiting out. A bunch of drivers are standing around. A bunch of other people's security guys are out front it's funny because like all the security guys are hanging out they probably know each other i don't know how it works right yeah it's but, a union. but like while there's a party they probably see each other at every party i imagine yes you know what i mean so you just have like guys with guns just sit there chatting there were right. a lot of guns outside of this place and yeah. what kind of guns i mean you know like i said assault rifles and shotguns <laughs> and whatever yeah and they're just holding them because that's their job is to be dude with a gun so right. they're just kicking it like on the wall you know, chit-chatting as we get out of the car, and there's, like, a table with, you know, normal, like, you know, party with security. There's a table with a list and whatever. Yeah. And we get up, and they're like, you go in. We had to walk by these dudes with guns and stuff, and we go in, and there's, like, one guy, once you walk in the door, just standing there, like, holding a pistol. Right? <laughs> just, like, pointing it straight down. Looks, I, I, I wasn't sure. It didn't really stare. Looked like finger on the trigger holding the pistol. <laughs> right. He's the last line. If someone goes, wait, not that guy, then like he shoots you, I guess. Right, right, right. right. And then we turn He's the quick trigger. to the left, and there's a lady with a t- there's another table, and a lady is full of sunglasses because it's a, an 80s theme party. <laughs> Wear your sunglasses at night. Please take a pair of sunglasses. Wait, is it one? Is it Pakistan 80s is or America yeah, 80s? What is the... 80s music, man. Okay. It get What's the dress code for in. this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, people were mostly... Uh, suits and stuff? Or yeah, there were some suits, but mostly like dressy but casual dressy. Like I, I was wearing uh, this hoodie. Yeah. I was probably... Did they drink? clearly the like, most is there alcohol? Under, or? Yeah. Okay. okay. So Privately, know. there is right, right, right. Publicly, it's illegal. Right, that's really. Uh, yeah, it's an Islam, the Islamic Republic of Pakistan. And so then, how do they get it private? It's like, but it's it's not like bootleg, like prohibition era. It's like known that yeah, if you're in your own house, you can drink. Uh, I don't know. Or is it highly illegal? Is that why they have the I guns? I don't know, but no one's coming in. No, <laughs> yeah. one's, no one's messing yeah. with those. Guys. It's yeah. so amazing. So on they the outside, it's on the, the most like threatening party you could go to, and then you come in, it's like, hey, 80s. Dude, I mean, it was the dude was so happy. He yeah. was like pumped and running around dancing. I told somebody, hey, he looked like he invented cocaine. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't even know if he was on drugs. Right, yeah. probably. I'm, it's 80s. Thing. But he was just pumped. Were there you know women I mean? at his party, excited. or was it just like a bunch of like guys? Like, no, it was no, it was like uh uh. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, just people. It's a party. Okay, so okay. 
It looked like it belonged. It, it looked like a party in Miami Beach is what it looked like. Wow. Yeah. It looked like a penthouse condo party in Miami Beach is what it reminded the me of. Once Turner used to go to. Everybody's wearing white. Meanwhile, uh, the other night, I went to the Grizzly Pear after my show <laughs> and got shit-canned with three other comedians. Yeah, where's the Grizzly Pear? Yeah, like there's a pool, there's a DJ, bar. there's a pool, uh, everyone's out dancing by the pool, you got waiters coming by wearing little shitty fedoras and trays of different food and stuff and bringing drinks. And One thing I've noticed, yeah. It reminded me of like some of the, back in the day, like some of the Miami like rooftop type parties I had been to. So if you miss those in the 80s, you can go to Pakistan now. Absolutely. And uh, hit it up. Yeah. And so in the future, are you um, planning on, I, I think I probably know the answer, but are you planning on just doing comedy now in the U.S. and Canada, doing comedy abroad and mixing? What's your... He doesn't want to get an apartment in America. I know. Well, <laughs> well yeah. My... <clears throat> deal with landlords. In the very... I mean, the very... I, I said, shit, man. I mean, 15 years ago, I said that, you know, perfect world, my my tour date calendar for whatever you know show i'm running at the time would be uh, you know 10 cities in the u.s right that i want to do and then everything else international and like that's what i wanted my life to be that sounds perfect and that's kind of what i'm working towards at this point you know but what I think is really cool I'm is... I'm just that, doing it in a, yeah. in a different way. I'm not doing it in the way that, that people probably imagine that that happens. But that way that people in. imagine doesn't exist. If you sit around... Like, what I like what you did is... It, uh, when I'm here now in the United States, so many comedians are like, I'd love to go abroad, I'd love to go abroad. But they're not willing to do what you did, which is like, fuck it, I'm going. And you just went, and you had all these contacts, but like you said, you had them out for a month and a half in advance. You had them specifically planned. You didn't plan out... You didn't wait till you had one entire year planned. And well, you can't go. do that. You but they're all. I think a lot of people are waiting for that. You know what I mean? Well, like, they're wait, because they're waiting on on, on an, something an illogical thing. Exactly. That's what I think is cool about what you did. You're not going to get right. But if you're not going to do the work to go to the next level or whatever you're going to do, then who gives a shit? Yeah. Because you'll you plateau it wherever you stop working. So. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome. Well, should we do? Let's. I, do I have a, one last question here. Let's do it. Because you said Shanghai and you said Shanghai, and now I'm really confused. It's, How do it's, I pronounce it? Chinese yeah, people, it's Shanghai, but okay. everyone in America says Shanghai, so I'm just kind of saying it's oh, also to our audience. Okay. Well, no, it's and also I like to do that. it's also right. like Forenzi, right? I, but I, you I don't just know what say anything, Florence. So I need to I need to follow examples. Ah, uh, who gives a crap? That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's the that's the motto of the pod. That's the motto that's the of the pod. So before we get to the news, and um, if you have time, you can stick around for that. Do you have any anything you want to plug? Any dates coming up or anything no. like that? No, nothing. I, to when, when does this come out? It depends on when it comes. This out. This comes out next week. Next week? Yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Um, I know I'll be in Berlin coming up in March. I know that I will be in Barcelona coming up in March, and I know that I have Bratislava, Slovakia, Vienna, Graz, Austria, wow. and Utrecht, Netherlands coming up. Hear that? And my, I'm <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. That place I can't pronounce. Ninety percent that it'll be up. Uh, the new website for the continuation of the project uh, will hopefully be up, and that'll be hellowatchlist.com. <laughs> Hello, watchlist. Coming to a watchlist near you. Yeah, pretty much. Twitter Matt, we can follow. Or? Uh, at Matt Davis. Yeah. At Matt Davis. At right. Matt Davis. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Uh, let's get to the news. Uh, 
guys, welcome back to the welcome podcast. Back. Yeah, um, in that last seven seconds where we played the music, a lot's a, happened. A long seven seconds. It's <laughs> yeah. like we froze time. We had for, we had technical problems with our on our end. Then uh, Matt had to had to head back to Connecticut, where he is now. And He's, now he just escaped is, out of here. And now uh, it's much later. But it's a more exciting time in the world because we've picked up some Twitter followers in this seven seconds. Yeah, we are. Everything's the, going the, the big. The Lost in America pod. <laughs> yeah. uh, and one okay. Before we get to the news, well, the first br- part of the news. Um, I want to start. I have some personal news. Personal news. Oh, the Kung Fu Comedy Show, the monthly, very popular show. Say, yeah, yeah, he was pregnant or something. Not pregnant. She's still in China. I don't know how. What am I right. flying it over there? By well, the way, people have asked about. Do that. you trust the Chinese government? Like, what are the rules if she gets pregnant? Does that count? By who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in America. That's She's in point. China. Well, you were there, but yeah. Oh wait, that's that's a problem. For, no, but I should update that. People have been asking me like, what's going on with your wife? So yes. I'll just say it here. My wife's still in China. Um, we're still in the middle of the green card process. We applied in August. Right. And. We're still waiting. It looks like it's going to be three to six more months. So if you, you're listening out there, if my voice reaches your ears and you're in right. the government and you can pull a string or two, pull the damn right. string. Every time you see an ICE agent out there, think, yes, go up to them and talk to them. Slip them some money. Do you and, know yeah, yeah? And say, first name, same as the last. Like, can you? Yes. Can we replace. If you're going to kick someone out of the country, let's replace. Sure. We'll break up one family. Let's yeah, put we're one getting together. rid of all these people. How about you scoot a few in? Yes, yes. You know? Let's make it happen. She's a great person. She's uh, <laughs> she deserves. You're not going to say you love her. You're not Weber here, but you know she's a good person. We'll <laughs> she, go that far. You go as far as say you're a good person <laughs> to your wife. She deserves it. So of course I love my wife. Anyway, and um, oh, but okay. But you so have news though. There's next, actual personal next news. news is. The Kung Fu Comedy Show, which is a very popular show I run with Joe Schaefer, Gus Tate, right? Yes. We um, are going to be starting on March 22nd. We'll be doing that at the New York Comedy Club. Whoa. Very big, big club. Big announcement. Very big club in New York City. And we love the Lantern. We still perform there all the time. They oh, had so some can't issues. Bash them. No, we'll not bash them. They had some issues with their room downstairs. So we're moving over mm. there. Very exciting. Um, and uh, so we'll be there once a month. Come out March 22nd. March 22nd. Tickets are on sale now. Go to kungfucomedynyc.com. I would say I'll be there March 22nd, but I know if I'll show up at the Lantern instead. Don't so go to the Lantern. If there's a good act there, I'm just going to go there. Oh, come on. So I'm going to forget. I don't have a calendar. Osama Siddiqui or something over there? Yeah, good. I saw him the other night. Good guy. He's a good guy. All right, so next piece of news. Next piece. Lostinamericapod.com. We got a website now, Captain. We have it. We have a website. You guys are a bunch of suckers out there. Someone should have bought it when we started this podcast and sold it to us. <laughs> exactly. Have, but he didn't think of that. Did we got you? it for like 15 bucks or something. Yeah. So, so that's that. And next thing on that, we have all of our episodes are on there. You can stream them. You can play them right in the website. Right. It, there's a play all feature. So if you want to just like spend one day. Like just play binging. the whole damn thing. Forget Netflix binging. Celebrate the whole catalog. Yeah, get a fat joint, sit back, relax, <laughs> and just celebrate the whole beautiful catalog. Depending on See what's how, how we've moved, how the art has... Uh, you know, we progress. The, yeah, the progress. I can't. My brain's not working. And it's, you can also you can we have pictures of every one of our guests on there. You can click on the picture. You can go straight to the episode. And the last thing you can do on there now we have a link, an Amazon link. Oh, if you go, we to, struck a deal. We struck a deal with Amazon. <laughs> Jeff if you go to our website, lostamericapod.com, click on the Amazon link, and then that'll take you straight to Amazon. Do all your shopping then. So Wait. if you're gonna sh- buy something on Amazon, if you're gonna run a mom and pop store out of business. Do it 
through our link. Do it with us, yes, baby. Because we get a little kickback. The more you get, the more you shop with us, the better chance my wife has of getting into this country. Oh, all right. That's a good, uh, and the better chance that Teddy Kaplan has of maybe going to private school. Yes. <laughs> and so, but let me be clear one more time how you do this. So if you're going to shop on Amazon, all you do, before you go to Amazon, go to lostamericapod.com, click the link, it'll take you back to Amazon, Right. then do your shopping like regular, and then whatever, a percentage of what you buy gets kicked back to us to help us keep the lights on, help us support the podcast. And a percentage right. goes to charity. Whoa, whoa. Is that charity named Turner Sparks? Yeah, and I'm just saying that. It makes people feel better about uh, that. <laughs> yeah. It goes to a charity that we'll figure out which one plays best to the crowd people respond to. I don't know which, which charity it is yet. All uh, right. S- some charity. Once we pay all our bills. Yes. I got to wet my beak. <laughs> the pay all your bills charity. Let's get to the news. Let's get oh, to this the is news. The news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've already in the news. Oh, we're in the news. All right. In the news, kid asks police for help with homework. Gets wrong answer. What? How old is the kid? Ten-year-old Lena Draper was struggling with her math, math homework. Uh, when she was struggling, the Ohio fifth grader turned to an unusual source, her local police department. Draper sent this message, and I quote, Wait, I'm having, She sent a message. I guess she texted. You can text police. <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. Only white people can do that. There's no... <laughs> just text your local police officer. So she sends a message. Uh, excuse me. I'm having trouble with my homework. Could you please help me? She quickly got a response from Lieutenant BJ Gruber, who runs the department's Facebook page. Oh, well, she Facebook messaged him. Oh, my God. He said, okay, what's the problem? She told him the problem. She said it was confusing. She said, okay, it was 90 plus 27 in parentheses plus... 29 plus 15 in parentheses time, times two. He's, she said, which one do I do first? Right. He said, <laughs> add up the parentheses, add up the other one in parentheses, and times them by two. Right. That's wrong. That That's should. wrong because I, you're supposed to do the times two. In multiplication before addition. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> multiplication before addition. So his heart was in the right place, but the order in which to do the equation was not I mean, I don't mean to besmirch the police department, but I wouldn't. It's like not my number one source for math questions. Like I don't think no. that's like a. I don't know. I wouldn't see your doctor. I don't know, your accountant. I would go accountant first. Accountant first. I would go anyone in my wife's family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, your local mathematician. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I would talk to BJ. Gruber. Does she have parents? I don't understand. I don't know. He this is what this is Gruber's answer. So she got the wrong answer. Obviously, he said he told the station because the TV station went to interview him. He told him that he hopes people will give the girl an A for effort. I got something for you, Gruber. That's not the way the world works. No, you're A for effort. That's not effort. Effort would be trying to figure out how to do it. That's how you. She's trying to cheat. That's how you end up manning the Facebook page of a local police station. Whoa! Asking for effort. No, no, I'm not an anti-cops. I'm anti-cops who are. On the face on Facebook, I'm anti cops who help kids cheat in homework. I love the police. <laughs> and well, I think that if they can help my wife get into the this country, o- you're the o- law and order of the. Uh, I am the law and order urban of the libertarians here. All right, next story. Yeah, I guess so. Ultimate lost. Well, we're I'm lost in America. I was there for twelve in China for twelve years. Right. This man's flipping the script on me. Chinese man trapped in India for fifty four years. Wow. Expected to finally return to China on Friday. How was he trapped? All right, let's read. What happened? This guy went to India during the Sino-Indian War. Right. In 1963. Right. Good war. Or right after the war. Underrated war. Underrated war. You don't mm-hmm. hear much Everyone about that. Everyone hears about Vietnam. What about this one? 
these days, <laughs> no one's talking about, right? And so then, um, they just, just a Chinese. Oh, he he went there as a Chinese army surveyor. Uh, he got lost. He crossed over the border. He was captured by Indians, right? Indian authorities, and then he spent the next seven years moving between a number of jails. Eventually, they finally let him out of jail, right. but they never gave him any type of <laughs> visa they or didn't give identification. Him like, it's like when you walk out of the jail with like $10, they like didn't give him a compass or like a map. Yeah, so he walked <laughs> to a remote village in central India. He walked like to the nearest village, and he just was like, well, screw it, and he started a life there. Now he has an in- he has a Indian wife and kids. I'm impressed. He just was able to come out of prison in a foreign country. Yeah, with a different language and everything, and just pick up a wife. He said he's excited to go back, and the number one thing he's looking forward to, noodles. They don't have noodles in India. I guess they don't have noodles. Maybe they don't have Chinese noodles, but it's always the food. I will say this: when I came, the number one thing I was looking back, looking forward to coming back to America was um, barbecue, and then second was like seeing my family. Right. But barbecue, American barbecue. So if you were trapped in another country, that's what you'd be yearning for. Texas barbecue. <laughs> Texas barbecue. And Mexican food, man. Western Carolina barbecue. So it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's an interesting... Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, God, I can't imagine being uh, trapped in India. If you had to be trapped somewhere... It definitely wouldn't be India. Where would, where would you Based pick? Based on what I've... Where would I pick? If you could pick anywhere to be trapped in... Can- no Canada. It's too similar. Well, 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 why would I want to be trapped in Canada? I don't know. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I just go I'm to not, Toronto. Hey. Yeah, screw them. If I had to be trapped, so I'm like by myself, not English speaking, <coughs> but I'm by myself and like don't have any shit with me, like this guy. He just says like, you walk down the street, you find a village, you live in it. Ooh, fifty four years. Thailand? Thailand? <laughs> Thailand would be pretty good. Yeah, Thailand would be good. Uh, maybe Australia, or not not English speaking. Oh, not English speaking. They speak English in Australia. You know Brazil? what I know? I think it's like oh, it's basically only doing this like bachelor party answer. <laughs> I think Thailand would be good. Overall. Thailand would be it's not like, bad. It's like because I feel like I'm in the beach. Then you probably would like, be in the beach. Yeah, yeah. I could find like a tribe, a Leonardo DiCaprio style character to be our leader. And yeah, then, you go on a, on an island somewhere. Yeah, that'd be like, all right. I'd take that. All, all right. right, all right. Next, this is exciting. Yes, Jimmer for debt. We talked about him a few weeks ago. I went to see him. Favorite play in athlete Shanghai. of the pod. Favorite athlete of the pod. We're gonna try to get him on. Plays for the Shanghai Sharks in China. American guy went to Shanghai. Remember a few episodes back, I saw him play in Shanghai. Right. He could never make it in the NBA for years. This year, signs with the Shanghai Sharks. Puts up 73 points in a game a few weeks ago. Right. Now, every NBA team wants him, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. Wojnarowski. Whatever. <laughs> Woj. From, Just call him Woj. Wo- from Yahoo Sports. Everybody wants him. Cap. The vertical. Yes. We're making heroes. We are. We're make we are influencing how culture happens. We did it once with Assemblyman Kim. Yes, it, and now we got him to uh, the pedophile laws at the parks. And <laughs> we're now we have Assemblyman Kim on soon. I think we're gonna get him on. Yeah, and now we're doing it again with Jimmer Fredette. I'm excited. And that's for real. He's really gonna be on. People think we're making stuff up. But Who Assemblyman yeah. Kim? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're getting him on. Uh, and blue shirts coming back. And Jimmer Fredette, you're saying we're you, you've discovered like scouts were listening. Scouts are listening to this podcast. NBA scouts listen because they the didn't same know scouts who I because I had spread the word about the pie when I was at Madison Square Garden sitting with them and I lost my laptop. Exactly. So you know it makes so, sense. The story adds up. I'll, I'll, I don't. They didn't even know he was over there. <laughs> I'll let you know on a little secret until they heard it on the pod. All right. They're like, "What happened to Jimmer?" Everyone's asking me in the streets. I'm walking. So what do streets. we do? We got to. Where's Jimmer? Where's I'm going to NBA games. Where's Jimmer? Where's Jimmer? I I say. Listen to the podcast. We'll let you know. I say it. Boom. Next day, everywhere. And his brother, who did that rap song? TJ. TJ. 
TJ's getting in there. Yeah. Um, I've reached we, out. We should have him do a song for the pod. I have a friend who used to work for the Shanghai Sharks. I've reached out to him about getting Jimmer on. He said, talk to TJ. So I'm putting out feelers. Anyone, any Mormons out there, if you guys know TJ, he's a, he's a Mormon rapper. If you know Jimmer, hook us up. We're going to get him on. Congratulations to Jimmer for that. That's what I have to say. Athlete of the pod. Athlete of the pod. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> all right. That is all. That's Thank all. Thank you all. Next week, we got, we're going to find out more about where Texas John's whereabouts. Texas John. We're is, tracking him. He's going to call like in from a cave somewhere. They have the Santa tracker at Christmas Eve where you can track Santa around the world. We're tracking Texas John. He might not even be Texas John anymore. He might have changed his no, name I'm by sure now. No, I'm sure he's... Arkansas Fred. We'll find right. out about it. Shout out to the great Eagle wide receiver. All right, that's all. Kaplan, get lost. Get lost. We go together like rum and coke. One second.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.